from 1924 when he threw rocks around a canyon down into the modern age he's been a boon companion though many folks have seen him know now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to dr jeffrey meldrum if you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint Build a mold and cast that bitch, cause it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find. Because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hidden Zoo, where every week we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. I'm Don, with me as always is Blake. Hey Don. Hey, and once again, special guest star Denise. Hello, hello. Hey, she regaled us with reindeer last week. This time it is Blake's turn for the new year to give us a cryptid that is not related in any way to the celebration of a new year. No, it turns out there aren't a lot of New Year's cryptids. Yeah, I mean, like, um, uh, flying reindeer work. Because baby New Year's are things that do happen. Yeah. (laughs) They are. Well, and everyone's drunk on New Year's, so I think there'd be a lot more. They don't know what they saw. Well, those are they like those. Those are like description. baby September's, though. <laughs> if you're drunk on New Year's, yeah, and they're <laughs> just babies. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> old news. Well, there's New Year, uh, New Year Kevin, who flies around in a in a bucket, <laughs> pulled by se- yeah. seven tiny uh, uh, ants. Put on your blindfolds, kids. New Year's Kevin's coming. <laughs> Daddy, I don't I like New Year's Kevin. I said he's coming. Did you, did you tie your sack to the door for New Year's Kevin? I was hoping he was going to be pulled by seven tiny pugs. No, he's he's paddling his bucket. <laughs> it's like the Baba Yaga. The yeah, he's got a yeah. He's based on he's got a he's got a, a, gond, a gondolier pole. Just a just a very <laughs> long stick. Did you kids leave out the Jaeger shots? <laughs> Okay. For New Year's Kevin. Man, we're creating a whole mythology for New Year's Kevin. A whole mythology for New Year's Kevin. Got to wear your New Year's blindfold, tie your sack to the doorknob, don't forget his Jaeger yep. shots. You got the Jaeger And shot. now, that pause that just happened, Snoo Rat's drawn that. Okay. Okay, he's done. His also, you got to leave out some kind of food for him to half make. <laughs> you leave out the ingredients and then you come, you you come back you'll just leave that pot of ramen boiling yeah and then you'll know he's been there <laughs> you wake up because you smell the omelet burning yeah who made half a sandwich in here <gasps> new year's kevin was here he showed up <laughs> the uh, the fire alarm's going off new year's beep, kevin was beep, here beep. <laughs> so new year's kevin pocket. lived in the dorms on campus <laughs> someone put a hot pocket in the microwave and never turned the microwave on <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, New Year's Kevin. New Year's Kevin was here. He's real. This is the best can of New Year's shaving cream I've ever received. Yep. <laughs> he just and gives high just supplies. He leaves it. He leaves just whatever he had on him in your sack. Which and he takes. Be, who he knows takes what something it is. with is it him. Tra- it could be a traffic cone. Yeah. Could be a pint glass. <laughs> could be just whatever he found in his travels. And then he takes something with him from your house to give to the next good girls and boys. A shirt that's not his. <laughs> <laughs> Pants that say jersey on the ass. Yeah, some girl's shoe. And now she's Just outside one. crying. Yeah. Get New Year's car, Kevin Brittany. gave me a Lego. Get Just the one car, Brittany. I can't find my shoe. <laughs> New Year's Kevin took it. What I tell you about that New Year's Kevin bullshit? Serving child. 
What is this? A wallet? What is? <laughs> Why did oh, I get a... a subway club card? How the fuck? <laughs> Why did I get a wallet from 1992 that says the Crow on it? Got some keys. Oh, he'll be back for those <laughs> tomorrow. I, I, this is a vision of New Year's Kevin as a middle-aged man who still lives in a studio apartment. And he gets blackout drunk and <laughs> regales the, and gives presents to the kids. <laughs> He's going to like this one right here. I'm going you know, to give this to Jimmy. And then Jimmy you, is going to get this is a sock. Sure, Jimmy's going to get a sock. And then when your kids <laughs> think they found, like, oh, I bet that's him. He honestly doesn't know. <laughs> New Year's Kevin, oh is it God. you? What? Who? Are you New Year's Kevin? Uh, Who? What? Huh? Yeah, I'm a lot of I'm a lot of things, kid. Yeah, look, I just <laughs> New I Year's Kevin. Know. He left me half a slim jim one year. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> I think he started to do our laundry and then gave up. <laughs> we expected him to have cooked something, but you can't really predict New Year's Kevin. <laughs> I mean, he mixed the colors with the whites, but it's the thought that counts. <laughs> well, someone left Netflix going. <laughs> the middle of the night <laughs> season four of the call the midwife what the fuck <laughs> i didn't even watch that show he didn't even he didn't even start with season one that's weird guys guys i got a garbled text from new year's Kevin. <laughs> what does it mean no one knows <laughs> why are we this new internet slang or is it new year's kevin what, why, of the magic. why are we not immediately why is lauren michaels not just calling us right now <laughs> your phones aren't ringing i got mike yeah. myers is texting me right now like L- lauren's lauren's brilliant sketch sense is going off and he's gonna call us and be like <laughs> hello this is lauren michaels hmm. is he british uh, no he's dr evil and i forgot what dr evil sounds like yeah that was kind of my thought i'm <gasps> like i'm pretty sure people have lampooned his ass before but i don't think it was british hmm. Uh, Mr. Okay, let me get my doctor. Doctor Moreau, please tell me yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Of course, because they do exactly the same scene in the second Austin Powers with Mini Me. Yeah, that yeah. Mini Me is. I, I just love telling people this in case they didn't realize that that movie directly inspired Mini Me, and they even have the whole piano scene lifted almost directly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is so awesome. Because Brando yeah, was just really... like, he was like, I'm not going to read the script, and uh, I want to wear a Kentucky Fried Chicken bucket on my head, There's and so much and I will not do it unless this strange monkey man is here with me. And there's there's a there's a movie, a documentary that's just describing the insanity of that movie <laughs> called, I think which is way Lost more interesting. Gold. Yeah, because you, you got to see both though. You got to see the first. You got to yeah. see the movie and then watch that when they're like, yeah, uh, uh, Faruza Balk tried to escape the movie and they <laughs> caught her at the airport. <laughs> she couldn't cross the deadly just, desert. <laughs> like stuff like that, where she just got in to, to go home for the night. It was like, take me to the airport. <laughs> like have someone like, let's go, Cammy, fast as you can. And threaten her with, like, you will be lawsuited forever if you leave this movie. I just imagine her, like, stowing away in a suitcase, and then they open it up, and boop, there she is. And the original director was fired and then lived in the woods next yeah. to the movie. <laughs> during he did. The, he so totally did. Cool. Uh, it was I, I disguised imagine, as one of the mutants for several seeds. I, I imagine <laughs> that Faruza Balk was like, okay, I'll do it. 
but you got to get me into an Adam Sandler picture, all right? I really want to ride that train. I really need the water boy to get this taste out of my mouth of <laughs> Island of Doctor. It's insane and it's amazing, and I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. For if you see a movie and think, "Man, that was bad," just check out Island of Doctor Moreau, <laughs> and it is fantastically, entertainingly bad. <laughs> it's got Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer in it. Yeah, and the Ron cast Perlman. on it is A plus, and you just look at it and you're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, well, Brando was and not Ron... a, Brando stopped being A plus about twenty years before that film came out. Oh yeah, and then yeah. and Ron Perlman is the 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 lawgiver mm-hmm. or speaker mm-hmm. of the law or whatever. Basically, there's a, there's a, a really heavy uh, uh, Planet of the Apes kind of riff going through there where he's like the lawgiver. Yeah, and you can't tell it's Ron Perlman because they put so much shit on him. Yeah, he had like basically a Grinch outfit and crazy. Like... He's got crazy ram horns it's, uh-huh. it's awesome it's so good yeah the, it's like, like all of his parts got together and had yes. one thing and it was dialing up dr moreau the, the creature effects are not bad but the movie no, is terrible that, that's great yeah and imagining the people going through hours of makeup and then standing around on set in rainforest conditions where it's 100 degrees and 100 percent humidity mm-hmm. and then and brando just refused to come to work while marlon brando is getting fitted for his radio because he won't learn his lines <laughs> <laughs> and half the time it was just his body double for every single wide shot and he's like i think i should be covered in gauze and painted white because so i'm secretly my, a my dolphin. double can do everything <laughs> well you know when when he was doing the jor-el monologue for the beginning of richard donner's superman he also refused to read his lines and so the baby superman the baby kal-el he's got the script he's got the script to pinned him. to his chest yeah because yeah. brando was a fucking asshole yep and according to my brother, so uh, he is a bit of a conspiracy theorist, so take this for what you will. I, but I want to say that, okay, I want to say this has been confirmed by Richard Pryor's wife. Pryor and Brando were fucking. Yeah, I heard that too. I think his, I think, uh, his wife came out and said, yeah, he was fucking dudes, and one of them was Marlon Brando. Huh. Yeah, he fucked his way through a lot of Hollywood, according to his wife. Yeah, and I'm he, like, that's okay. He was, yeah, he was like Captain Jack Harkness. Like, he would just fuck anything. Yeah. He was omnisexual. Put that stick of butter in my ass. <laughs> <laughs> See, and, and like the, what you don't know is the whole the fire that that ended his career. He was trying to fuck it. <laughs> what too soon? I is don't that, think that's how Richard Pryor died. But okay, is that too soon? <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Too soon. No, he didn't die, but he was in a nasty fire. Hey, yeah, I know he was. Of... That's he was doing fucking crack. Yeah, he tried to fuck an- a plane. Wild animal people that accidentally segues into my cryptid. Okay. <laughs> what we do cryptids on this? Speaking yeah, speaking of the giver just, of the law, my cryptid is I, Ron Perlman. They could just subconsciously <laughs> Yeah, basically just picture Ron Perlman loose in the Asian steps. <laughs> with so with slightly more quest, hair. If you've seen Quest for Fire, this is exactly my cryptid. <laughs> <laughs> it totally is. And <gasps> I don't think they look like Radon Chong, though, but there is some um, possible interspecies banging in this story. Sweet. <laughs> my, oh, my cryptid is the Almas. Yeah. The wild people of Asia. The Not to be confused with the Yeren of China or the Orang Pendek of Indonesia. Or the Yeti of Tibet. Or the, yeah, there's a lot of intersection, intersecting hominid looking yeah 
Like creatures. if if there were a lot of white people over there, they would just they would put them all as Sasquatch and say that the native Asians knew about them for millions of years. <laughs> yes. This one is the Almas, which is Mongolian for wild man. And this is supposedly uh, in sure. the Caucasus and Central Asia and Mongolia. Hmm. And this one is unusual in that while being a, a hominid cryptid, it is not hairy. It's not Sasquatch or Yeti looking. It's more of a legit wild man. Okay. That it's supposed to be more human-like. And I found a really much too long research paper, I think, was that seems to have been written for a college class because it, it seems like a shitty paper I would have written about the <laughs> Almas in college. <laughs> Just to fuck with your professor. Yeah, and it does mention, as uh, was brought up during our break, we're talking about, because whenever, uh, whenever hominids have breasts in these stories, they're always pendulous. Of course they are. <laughs> which I find really funny that that's, like, that's kind of a through, a through line. If you look at hominids with breasts, you look at all the hominids out there, uh, or hominids, well, first of all, we're the only ones, aren't we? You look at all the primates yeah. out there that have breasts, yeah. they don't pendulize. Like you see, like old ass female chimps, they're a little saggy, like pancakey. But only humans yeah. get to the point where the the titties hang down to the knees. Yeah, that's not the fried egg on a nail situation. <laughs> yeah, it's that's because a... ours are 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 engorged all the time. Yeah, because as we, opposed to yeah. as opposed to other primates, where it's like they swell up with milk and then they dry up and they right. get smaller, and, like, and they have heat cycles. Whereas humans are basically always in heat. Like we can yeah, just fucking get rock all the time, all the time. <laughs> which is probably so one the of the almost, reasons that we the, took over the, the world. Uh, the almas is mentioned as being able to throw them over their shoulders to run quickly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke my dad used to say about my uncle's high school girlfriend. Just like a continental soldiers, throw them over your shoulder. Does does the almost get black eyes when she runs because her titties are so big? <laughs> <laughs> that's a very uncle thing to say. Yep. That's, and that's insane. this paper really makes a distinction that <laughs> that they're they're human like. There's no there's no way he meant this as anything but trolling a teacher. No fucking way. Just I. I approve of this, though, because this seems like something that I would write. Yeah, I'm with you. There's no new information here because you're 19. And <laughs> what exactly are you going to, like, I, I unearthed new evidence. I studied the figures, and I have different conclusions than <laughs> you, history teacher who has a doctorate. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, so totally it always felt you. really silly to ask us to write research papers because what's your, you know, what's your question? What are you going to, are you going to uncover some kind of new facts or new <laughs> conclusions that no one else with has. the resources that you don't fucking have yeah they're like yeah in that 10 minutes that i was sober this week i really stumbled across something incredible <laughs> so tell I us i don't more. know what college was like for you guys but yeah. i was a tv major yeah not and, and i only had to work on stuff like one like once every month where it was, oh shit! I better just lock myself in this edit bay for three days straight and finish this project, and no, then that, do nothing I, for a month. I did a lot of that in high school, but in college, it was more like I'm going to bullshit this philosophy paper and then take a nap. You know, I never said it. Never took philosophy. Eh, I mean, neither did I. If you if you understand what you're actually getting out of it, and you you attempt to like learn how argument structure works and get like an overview of the history of thought, 
It's fine. If you think you're going to solve all the world's problems because you're 19, uh, you're wasting your time. My, well, that's the, usually religious studies. That too. The summary I, I heard of college philosophy was just agree with the professor and you get an A. <laughs> that's what all my all my friends would be like yeah i'm in philosophy we figured out you just agree with them and you get a's i must have i must have had better philosophy professors because i regularly disagreed with them and still got a's <laughs> see, where i was told I my husband that if i had a philosophy class i would probably flunk out in the first week because i would stand up in the middle of it and go this is all bullshit and then leave <laughs> yeah that wouldn't get you too far yeah that's kind of why i didn't take them there is my summary Let's see these. Let's see. okay. Sightings of this creature. That, as far as because there's always the the Western. You know, it's not considered a thing until Westerners write about it. Right, of course. <laughs> and, so that, and but they that. write about it, and then they tell you that people have been seeing it for millions of years. Yeah, <laughs> the oldest one goes back to 1420. Okay, where a Hans Schilt Schiltberger <laughs> apparently saw them. On his trip to Mongolia as a prisoner of the Mongol Khan. And he described them as hairy, savage humans. All right. So he may have just seen hairy, savage humans. Yeah. <laughs> like he may have so just seen dudes. So that that's the, the where this varies is depending on the on the witness and the time period. They seem to vary between they're just wild people or they're wild people that are different enough to be not people, but still mm -hmm. very people-like. Mm -hmm. And that's... The, you know, the deviation for this group. And there's, there's several just sightings of them over the centuries, and there's not a ton of detail. It's just someone saw this thing, and it was hairy and looked like a person. And then we get to the late 1800s. In Always which, a good time for sightings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a good time for that. When... Oh, wait, here's a bunch more in this paper I missed. <laughs> this, this thing is 42 pages long, guys. Jesus 42 Christ. pages someone wrote about the uh, the Almas, not the almost said the Yaren, but that is a very see. dedicated trolling job. Yeah. Let's see. A woman a woman claimed she was kept captive by an Almas, kept in a cave. I think I read that book. <laughs> escaped. Let's see. Horses killed. It's pretty standard. Kidnapped by, oh, a young man who was 20 years old. Kidnapped by female, female almost in 1912. Well, they took him to her cave and licked him every night. <laughs> Eventually, the almost became pregnant with his child. Uh, she didn't get pregnant by licking him, I'm pretty sure. No, that was uh -oh. just, that was just almost foreplay. <laughs> That's huh. human foreplay, too, for fuck's sake. Well, they're just hairy humans. Let's see. So then he escaped, and she chased him, holding the child. But then he got to the lake and jumped in the lake. But almost don't cross it because they're terrified of the water. So then in a fit <laughs> of rage, they almost tore their child in half and threw it in the lake. Cool. Huh. <laughs> it's interesting. I didn't... That's the 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 big story with uh, with the almost is the one that always gets brought up. You know, uh, you know, you know that old story. Oh, yeah. It's uh, the one where he, uh, like, <laughs> stole a dude's Camaro... And then just, like, jumped it over, like, did a sweet jump over a river and then got all yeah, the, the chicks. That's that right, because then uh, the, the Duke boys could easily escape from an Almas by jumping the General Lee over a body of water. Yeah, so it had to chase them <laughs> by jumping in the Camaro, and then it totally then, caught them and then licked them. But well, and then it seemed the other... like the Duke boys were in a peck of trouble. Yeah. But they yeah, just get across one. that county line, then the Almas has no power. 
<laughs> was Boss Hog an Almas? Yes. Pretty close. So Almas have this real weakness for like Colonel yeah. Sanders esque outfits. Yeah, and that deputy was clearly a Yaren. So <laughs> wait, what was that? Okay, the uh, the alleged the all the the captive Almas named Zana. This is the story you always come across when you look up these things. This is let's see in the uh, Abkhazia, somewhere in the Caucasus. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Caucasus. This town. Somebody from this town captured this Almas named Zana, and they kept her in a cage. What's the date on this? Is there out. a date this on is like this? Like 1850. Oh, so I yeah, totally believable. 18. It's it's far enough away to where you can kind of believe it, mm-hmm. but also to where there's still some evidence left, sort of. <clears throat> and they described her as being violent and wild, but then eventually chilled out and became, as they quote quote domesticated. And they would let her out of the cage and taught her how to do simple chores. They put her in some, like nice pinafore and then like taught her to vacuum. But supposedly so she was like Amelia Bedelia. Yeah, she was supposedly they taught her how to how to operate a mill. <laughs> she was grinding grain. Yeah, so you just push this and walk. Yeah, so fucking hard. So not a, not a mill like she's at the mill machining steel. Yeah, she's just <laughs> she's milling she's just, out. She's pushing a wheel around a circle. She's with a milling stick. out engine blocks. She's just doing a mill mill. Yeah, like a, a windmill type shit. So you're telling just... me she wasn't a steel town girl on a Saturday night? That's no. disappointing. No, I mean no. she she visited Pittsburgh once, but it really wasn't her thing. She didn't. She yeah, she learned how to arc weld. Yeah. She was in the. She wore her shirts off the shoulder for a while, mm-hmm. working the night shift at the mill, but she. Yeah. Really just wants to dance. And when the boys came back from the war, I mean, they just didn't need her anymore. Yeah, and then she got in some trouble with the law and got sent to Vietnam. <laughs> I think mixing... we just made a terrible movie of all of the movies. For mixing things, it's yeah, it's part part flash dance, part born in the USA. It's this poor almost almost woman. So tell us more. Tell us more. She pushed oh, a mill. So, uh, then some some local degenerate decided to start getting busy with this wild woman they caught in the woods. Yeah. I just want to go ahead and put out there that when they're like, oh, she was really intractable when we put her in a cage. I'm like, well, no shit. Yeah. Then you we would chained, be too. Then we chained her to the mill and she learned that pretty quick. Like you, you don't have to you don't have to be a human to be intractable. Just watch an animal cop show. The dog goes to nice from nice to fucking devil the second you get that catch pull around his neck. Mm-hmm. Let's. Oh, here's a name. Ed Edgy Ganaba. Edgy Ganaba. Yep, was a uh, bone in this almas, <laughs> almas creature woman. So, so he, they're like, so Ed, where you been? Uh, nowhere. Definitely not at the mill. No. <laughs> Why are you covered in almas spit? Nothing. <laughs> Look, I, 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 like I don't know what you heard cage. about almas's licking dudes, but it's not true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm Ed. I'll and see you later. Due to to Egg Eggby, Ed Edgy. Let's go call him Eggby. Due to due to, Ed <laughs> so due to Eggby's, Eggby's attentions. Due to due to Eggy's attentions. Resulted yeah. that appeared human. Although oh. the problem was that that Zana, Zana, Zana. Yeah, Zana would take the babies and wash them in the ice cold river or creek <laughs> or whatever. And that doesn't. I don't know a ton about babies, but that's not good for babies. <laughs> So several of them died, and then they started taking her babies away. 
from her. Well, let's how let's many... be fair. It was the 1850s. Every baby died. That's how that happened. Did she have litters, or was Ed just all about that almus? Well, he was all about that almus because it, it's it doesn't give a time span, but it's uh, well, she was around from they caught her. They caught her. <laughs> so they, they captured her. They kidnapped her from her forest and she, home, and then she died in 1890. So in between those 40 years, wow. there were several children. And then once they started taking them, they gave them to sort to other local families to raise. There were two I'm boys. I'm surprised they didn't just keep them for the mill. <laughs> yeah, also to chain them to some machinery. <laughs> That's what they did with uh, like normal humans, let alone half human, half ape human. And then the the two boys and two girls apparently grew up just totally normal because huh. turns out, dude, well, they uh, they had the skull. They think they have the skull of one of the sons that they did DNA testing on, and apparently they're just totally human. So, so it was just a feral adult human. <laughs> yeah. So that's that the, they put in a cage. They kidnapped her. Yeah. They made her a slave, and they raped her. And that's the story of the Almus. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. And oh, the wild woman. She never really. I mean, she assimilated kind of, but never talked. Yeah, it was never it just which is kind of textbook for feral people. Yeah, or yeah, like when like, they're found, yeah. if there's a, I guess there's a window, kind of yeah. like 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 a kitty cat. Yeah, if there's like a, a socialization. You got a window to socialize the cat, or else yeah. it's gonna be feral forever. Yeah, and like they can't learn language or can hardly learn language past a certain age, and and there's lots of instances. Well, let's of that. be fair. It could be that she could speak, but they didn't understand what the hell she was saying. Yeah. Oh, that? That's just fucking barbarian crap coming out of her mouth. <laughs> this crazy woman, and she's speaking at them in French or something, and they're like, nah. <laughs> they just found a white lady who got way <laughs> off the Silk Road. Now, a fun, some of these tests, there's multiple versions. There's several testings of this that got different results. They all agree pretty much that, that these people were human. And what they what the the DNA apparently was sub-Saharan African in origin, huh? So, according to one of these tests. So, okay, I'm and going so out. They found a black woman. Yes. put her in a cage. Yeah, and this it gets better. Very familiar. Uh, Assumed that she was just wild. I'm going to go out on a limb here and posit that it was a traveling circus. Uh, <laughs> that derailed somewhere. It derailed, and she was like the tattooed lady, or no, she was like the hairy lady at the circus, and she just spoke like French. Or she could have had just not like hair that they're used to if she's from Africa, and these people are in Mongolia, right? They're they were just like looking at her like rad Afro seventies bush, going, "What the fuck <laughs> is that? What is going on?" <laughs> Goes all the way Man, down this... to her gooch. <laughs> I'm looking at this paper still, and this has way more detail than I'm interested in relating. <laughs> so I actually researched this. If it's four more pages, than I, I wonder to. if I it was a grad school paper. Shit for 30 minutes. And, so, oh, this one's this one's pretty great. There's a there's a couple instances during during World War II. Well, not during the war years. Of which Mongolian soldiers were shooting at suspected saboteurs, and they shot what was an unknown hominid species, according to to this paper. And there's another one I've encountered this one in other sources too, 
into which the Soviets captured in almost in 1941, but they determined it was a possible German spy and shot it. <laughs> the Germans are working with the ape people. Yeah, this ape peep, this ape person is clearly a counter-revolutionary. <laughs> An ape That's person really what the Germans a... were looking for too, right? With their master race, they were gonna yeah, have huge wild... people who could twist the heads off deer and shit. A fucking... wild man, this wild man with no with no language, a seven foot Sasquatch <laughs> and jawed person, Jack Boots. <laughs> no shirt though; he doesn't have like a jacket or anything, but he does have an SS hat. Yeah, and according according to this, that the. The, this wild man they caught was not afraid of their guns and knives and did not respond to interrogation. <laughs> because they, so then they shot it. Hmm. So, Nazi, so who knows what that was, if that's even a real story. Nazi Sasquatch. Couldn't really find any attri- <laughs> attribution for that one. So we have found oh, big Sasquatch, hairy men. That would be uh, a dope movie. Big <laughs> hairy man is not afraid of any of our weapons. Um, must be German spy. <laughs> Shoot him. Kill him now, Conrad. I mean, we've seen Nazi werewolves and Nazi vampires. Now it's time. And Nazi zombies. Nazi, Nazi Or the Allies are drop Bigfoot behind the lines yeah. to just fuck them up. No, no, I, go, go with me. I think I have a good title, though. If we do Nazi Sasquatch, it's SS Asquatch. <laughs> oh, but I want. But I want not Nasquatch? No. Basically, well, pretty much it would just be Chewbacca just killing Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How cool would that be? Or it's, and he's just like throwing them. So then the through line then is is the theory that Indiana Jones is Han Solo, right? So we can just yeah. combine so all Indiana, of Indiana Jones is trying to pick the lock on the bunker, and then the tiger tank drives up, and he turns around like, oh, shit. And then Chewie just opens the hatch and climbs out of the, oh, fuck the yes. tiger. Yeah. <laughs> And, and they do the scene from uh, from Inglorious Bastards where they're like in the basement, and when the guy's like, "Oh, but your Bigfoot held up three fingers instead of two, then Chewie just rips his arms off. Say goodbye to your Nazi balls, and then yeah. Chewie rips them off. <laughs> that would be an effective uh, yeah. interrogation strategy, I think. But he's not a Wookiee; he's a Bigfoot. He's definitely a Bigfoot because <laughs> what well, we wouldn't want to impinge on Disney's copyright. Or in French, we wouldn't want to do that. So, he's, so although he's a twist, because the Canadians never get represented in war movies. <laughs> well, yeah, but there were like four of them with Canadian a canoe. Bigfoot. So he's from he is Sasquatch from BC. Yeah, he's British Columbia Regiment Bigfoot. He's he's Mountie Bigfoot. <laughs> so his uniform would have to be different. Yes, and he'd have to have <laughs> some. I want to see have some like sweet bud with him. Ape creature in a really accurate World War II uniform. <laughs> <laughs> giving a really on point salute. Yeah. Everyone's yeah, like, salute. sir, yes, sir. And he's just like, Rrr. all right, where's the technical advisor to teach the giant man in the Bigfoot suit how to march British? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Oh, he, they'd have to parachute him behind the lines, too, which would be amazing. <laughs> parachute Bigfoot. I'm just He's imagining how terrible it would second. be to like have to be the army quartermaster to make shoes to fit this fucker. Yeah, um, yeah so we need the same pattern uniform, but you have to grade everything proportionally for an eight-foot-tall <laughs> hairy creature. 
And some of these pictures look like they have thumb toes, so you know. Yeah, he's 72 inches across at the shoulders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what's your inseam, Bigfoot? Uh, 96 long. <laughs> he wouldn't have boots. There'd be no, there's just no point. Yeah, he's like a <laughs> hobbit. He doesn't need boots. Yeah, and then he would just leave big footprints everywhere to really put the <laughs> take the piss out of the out of the crowds. Well, what's he gonna wear when he has his glorious parade? You gotta have the boots. Well, he doesn't get a medal, obviously. No, he's like yeah, he's like Chewy. Chewy didn't get a medal, so he dies behind. Chewy en- got something. He dies behind he enemy like lines, and then the OSS disavows all knowledge of Project B. <laughs> and I'm I'm envisioning like you know like uh, Captain America had the Howling Commandos like he's got his mm-hmm. own squadron of special forces that each has like a special skill or weapon, and like one of the dudes is just really good at making fake big footprints to throw to throw <laughs> the Jerry's off the trail. Ah, oh, the, the Sasquatch is everywhere. <laughs> and then you just see this one guy with his feet on stick wink at the camera. I'm just saying that I think that you missed a major opportunity here to say that the uh, commando unit would still be called the Howling Commandos because it'd be mostly sas- Sasquatches. No, I'm envisioning all dudes. One, just one <laughs> Bigfoot and then a bunch of dudes from different countries, different allied countries. So you got your Frenchman, your Scotsman, you have an American, you got a British guy. So Wonder Woman with a Sasquatch. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. An Indian who may or may not be a Native American trickster god. As much as I love this idea, there's just no way it wouldn't look like Inglorious Bastards Chewbacca. <laughs> and I don't see the problem. <laughs> and I, still I thought love that was it. the selling point. I would do it anyway. Christoph Waltz in a Bigfoot costume. Oh, no. Yeah, we have to get a giant guy in a Bigfoot costume. Yeah, we do. We'll shack. just get what's his name, Aquaman. Momoa. Or no, Jason you don't. Momoa you don't put Momoa. You know, you don't cover those abs. Well, we'd make him kind of half Bigfoot, like that thing we were talking about. <laughs> we'd make earlier. him like the Beast of Bray Road. Yeah, the Beast of Bray Road. <laughs> he's sort like of hairy, but you could still see his abs and his ass. Yeah, you just cover cover the uninteresting parts with the fur. <laughs> like he Excuse me, as a heterosexual woman, I would like to say his genital area is not uninteresting, sir. How would you know? Because <laughs> never... I'm interested in it. As far as you know, he has no no visible reproductive organs, just like the Beast of Bray Road. You've never seen under his boxer briefs. So yes, he's... but I'm interested in seeing it, okay, so gotcha. therefore it has it interest. Interesting. Got it. All right, so... For your purposes, he just has, he's got a Bigfoot head, and then he has Bigfoot from the elbows down, and then and the from knees, the knees down. down. So he's Jason Momoa's torso. just nude. With his tattoos and everything. Yeah, Aw, yeah. Yeah. And he does a so haka dance, so he's the only Bigfoot who knows how to do a haka dance. That would scare the hell out of the Germans. Fuck yes, it would. <laughs> out there with a fucking Maori spear doing the battle dance. They don't know what to make of it. Like, I think it's a it's a Maori Bigfoot, I think. <laughs> but he's also wearing a Canadian uniform? It's blending. Well, it's Commonwealth, so. I mean, granted, the Canadian one was cut slightly differently from the other. <laughs> it was, actually. Um, actually, uh, it was a slightly different from your normal Commonwealth uniform. Hey, if you came here for World War II uniform minutia, then you're in the right spot. <laughs> That's our next podcast we're launching is Blake's World War II uniform minutia hour yeah. and ten minutes. 
how exactly <laughs> was the Canadian battle dress different from the other Commonwealth battle dress? Let well, you see, the, you. the other Commonwealth battle dresses had two layers of petticoats, whereas the Canadian <laughs> battle dress uh, had armor plating uh, at the, around the knee level of the skirt. I would like you to know that this Canadian petticoat makes my balls itch, y'all. <laughs> do, you, do, you guys, do you guys want to know how it's different? Sure. I'll tell you. <laughs> sure. Uh, it was cut fuller because they didn't have the same wool shortages that the British did. Oh, I thought it was because so they drank too much beer and they were fatter. They just had oh. a, a rather roomier jacket. They called it the poutine cut. And it was <laughs> distinctly greener. <laughs> Slightly greener. That's about it. Okay. So we have Jason Momoa, who's a Bigfoot from the elbows and knees down and from the neck up, who's also wearing part of a Canadian uniform, but not enough that you can't see his abs and his ass. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay. I think we've just created a new kink. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yep. So uh, once again, uh, our, our our good buddy, uh, Snoo Rat, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, just draw your head on it. <laughs> Well, that's obvious. But but because we got to get the Bigfoot head in there, draw your head like as his left peck. Yeah, we're on to you, guy. We, <laughs> we know what doing. your thing is. There's Paul Bunyan with your head. Here's a Rugu with, Roo with your head. I'm looking at your artist page. <laughs> Here's a horse with your head and a really long leg. Just one. One really long leg. <laughs> but not the... <laughs> Sorry. Not the giraffe one that has his face for reasons. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see this guy Snoo Rat. I think. I think I'm going to link to the artist page in the show notes so you can all see what we're talking about. Um, I. I want to see him draw the Enfield monster, the one that had like six legs and three of them were dicks with claws on them, <laughs> with his face. I want to see that one. I think they already made that movie. And I think it was called The Thing. But thank you. I don't. Snoo Rat wasn't in the thing. We don't know that. We don't know who the hell. That's he is. true. He could have been in the thing. Yeah, he was one of the tentacles with his face on it. <laughs> yeah. And and Snoo Rat didn't have eye shine on the close-ups. That's how you knew he was the thing. So when they zoomed in I on always, his pube beard. I always look to see if I can notice that, and I can never tell. The one time I can notice it is when they are lighting everyone's blood on fire. And the guy whose name is like Nails or Ropes or Nines or some plural noun. <laughs> spoons nails nails. nails nails yeah uh yeah he uh when they get to him and he is the thing when they get to him he noticeably does not have eye shine in that scene uh that's when that's it's most noticeable movie. and then at the end both uh uh, uh goliath from gargoyles and kurt keith russell david. yeah keith david <laughs> they both have yeah. eye shine which kind of makes it a really sad ending yeah because they won and they're both human and then they just have to die Die suspicious. Now on, the, on the downer cast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, if yeah. all of us are real, they're probably just wild people. Yeah. I think if there's one thing we learned in the last few weeks, there are still mostly uncontacted humans in the world and also don't bring a Bible to them. Also, leave them the <laughs> fuck alone. Yeah, just leave them alone. Oh, and if on your first visit an arrow lands right in your Bible, just turn around and go home. Yeah, maybe that is, call it good. That is Jesus telling you a story. It's a very short story. It is Hemingway, uh, Hemingway-esque, and you need to quit. You should probably quit anyway, but that's, no, I mean, yeah, like that's you an editorial comment. You should have quit before you started. 
God, what did what did Jack that idiot think he was going to teach them? They've lived on this island for forever. Jesus. Yeah, he called him the last bastion of the devil. Oh, yeah. well, they showed him. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they they weren't completely uncontacted because the wonderful podcast Behind the Bastards uh, talked about the uh, Andaman Islanders in two episodes this past week. And in the, I want to say the mid-1700s, they, uh, the Brits, I think it was the Brits, of course, they just kidnapped one of the tribesmen. Yeah, that immediately died of disease. He actually lasted a little while. Like, they got him back to India, I believe. Yeah, uh, and he, two of them. They took a, and, like a old husband and wife couple. But here's the thing about th- this one. Th- the, the story that they told uh, was just this one they named Jack. And here's what was cool about Jack. Jack had never seen a dog before in his life. <laughs> but he gets on the, bu- uh, the boat. He sees the ship's dog, immediately understands that this is a cool, friendly animal and becomes its best friend. <laughs> That's probably the only happy part of that story. It really, I'm sure yeah. the end of it is something yeah. like typhus. It, it really is. But it just goes to show you that even if you've never seen a dog, you know a good boy when you see it. That's a good boy. Oh, look at that good boy. Or whatever that is They're in all. Sentinelese. <laughs> it's probably the same in their language. Good boy. They all have this. That's the universal. As everyone talks, their dog in stupid yeah. dog voice. Yeah, like good good boy is like it's like the pre uh, pre speech babbling that gives everybody a version of mama or dada or papa. It's mm-hmm. just good boy. You see a dog and that comes out. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is totally off topic, but speaking of, <laughs> what? I know, I know what? it's a weird departure from. This is totally off topic, but let's talk about cryptozoology for a minute. But <laughs> I was listening to something about. Um, Lewis and Clark and that Lewis and Clark going into the American plains there were plains tribal people who had been to Europe and back before that. Oh shit yeah like that's how Squanto spoke English Well in Sacagawea I think isn't it? So that by 1805 you know there were people who had there were Native Americans who had been to Europe and back and that that uh, just like European contact with Central yeah. U.S. Plains people, well, by is was was as far from Lewis and Clark as we are from Lewis from and Lewis Clark. and Clark. Like by that point, their culture had been completely upended by the addition of horses, right? Yeah, and like the they weren't horse-based nomads pre-contact. The TP does not does not pre-exist uh, contact with Europeans because they didn't need it because they weren't horse-based nomads. I had well, I had just never done that math yeah. until that point. That I never thought about that. That oh yeah, that they've been they had contact with Europeans two hundred years before that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you hear that fact about how uh, the builders of the pyramids were as distant from Cleopatra as Cleopatra is from us. Yes, yes. Or like the T Rex is further away from a Stegosaurus as the T Rex is from us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorites, is that we're closer to the T-Rex than T-Rex was to Stegosaurus. Yeah, it's a shit that, like, <laughs> recedes into the distant haze of memory, and we compress it into, like, ah, it was just, like, one week. They just all hung out <laughs> together, and then the meteorite landed, and then history started. I don't yeah. think meteorites land. I think they crash. Well, I mean, if you're the meteorite, that's how you land. Look, you got to look yeah. at it from the asteroid's perspective. They don't have a ton of options. Yeah, he's like, I'm coming in for a landing. This is all I got. I hope they like it. <laughs> I'm going to vaporize some shit. Hey, guys. <laughs> Want to hear about my real animal? Yeah. I went with the Neanderthal. That is a real animal. It's a real thing. And, and some it's of basically us, people. And all of us have their DNA in us. 
because yeah. much like the Almas, because like that, dudes fucked him. Whatever that guy's name was, much like Eggby, <laughs> they wanted to get some of that wild poontang. <laughs> like, does she know what's going on? Don't care. <laughs> She's chained to a mill. <laughs> Hey, girl. Hey. I heard you were doing some milling. (laughs) You know, they call me Cro-Mangon for a reason, baby. Hey, girl. I hear you have no ability to to language. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they may have had language. They they probably had funerary rituals. The other townspeople tell me you have mastered simple household chores. (laughs) (laughs) It's all I want in a wife. Someone who can run the mill and do my laundry. They tell me that you you are are fascinated by the beauty of flowers. First captured in the mountains. (laughs) Man, old-timey Tinder sucked. <laughs> well, I mean, to swipe left, you had to draw a completely new cuneiform tablet. Yeah. Sand nudes. There's the giant slab. <laughs> it's dropped off. It's like a smoke signal that just spells out titties. Yeah. And then someone sees a picture or a statue of Hathor, and they scroll and down, and they, like, tap in. Nice. There's <laughs> <laughs> just a, a crudely carved, one of those weird crudely carved headless fertility round things yeah it's like oh damn she's down to clown look at that she is thick <laughs> and like the the first guy to invent math immediately was like oh six nine you're, you're sending it back yeah. damn girl those titties are pendulous <laughs> <laughs> let's be fair the reason those headless fertility things look like that and the theory goes nowadays is that it was carved by women and when you look down that's what your tits look like yeah I've That's why that they're built weird. Yep. Uh, uh, I, my, my, uh, one of my personal pet theories is that there's a lot of stuff that got carved and left because people are just like, hey, that looks pretty cool. And when uh, anthropologists, or excuse me, archaeologists find a thing that they don't know what it was for, uh, the two things, and these are not exclusive, but the two things it was for is either religion or fertility. Yeah. And, it, like, if it looks vaguely feminine, it's probably a mother goddess. And if it doesn't, it was probably something they use for religion. And I actually yep. pissed off an archaeology professor by saying, but what if they just liked how the horns looked on the be- head- headboard of the bed? Like, what if it wasn't Impossible. a religious thing? And he was like, no, it was a religious <laughs> thing. It was – and then just moved on really quickly. He got, like, super short with me. No one does decorative stuff. Only Christians do that. Nobody did decoration prior to 1732. If they drew an astronaut, that meant they met an astronaut. Yes. and uh, St. Elijah will tell you that. And they all, every last one of them, 100% believed in every aspect of their religion. None of them had the, there were no uh, Easter and Christmas Egyptians. Which I did a research that we paper. Know of did a research we don't paper. have records of people who weren't rich well, and worked in temples. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the, the research paper I wrote for Egyptology class. Uh, there is, there's well-attested documentation that, sure, you know, when you were rich, you would pay to have all of the right words and pictures from the Book of the Dead printed or, you know, writ- written on the walls. Because as long as it was up on the walls, they would go to the fields or whatever. They'd be able to fight their way through the afterlife and their heart would get weighed and everything was good. It was basically... Yeah. It, it was the magic spells, and as long as it was on the wall that Anubis said your heart was even with a feather, it was, and you were good. And then for, like, a few years, they would pay guards to stand watch and come on a regular basis. But then they would just fucking stop because they were modern, like, intellectually and anatomically modern humans who, just like us, are like, I don't want to visit Grandpa again. 
And then then the guards would start stealing shit, and they'd stop paying the guards, and they'd fucking forget, because there were Easter and Christmas Egyptians. Because Much like uh, Catholics in the old days who would pay to have masses sung at them, are we still doing that? Are we still <laughs> singing masses to fucking Mary, Queen of Scots? No. <laughs> yeah. The idea that there was no cynicism in history is ridiculous. <laughs> of course there was. Do you think the fucking priests that, that murdered Akhenaten so they could put his son on the throne and take their power back did it because they just really, really 100% believed in Horus Ra? Maybe some. They were just like, man, this guy is making these cave or these uh, carvings and shit, and it makes him look like a douche. Yeah, his we art is fucking weird, and now we don't get to do what we want to do, so fuck him. Let's kill him and pretend it was because Ra said so. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the drawing on the, you know, bird eye crocodile said that that was. <laughs> man, <I'll fuck> <laughs> I'm still reading about Neanderthals because that's Sorry. how I do my homework. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, tell us more about Neanderthals. We uh, got off topic. <laughs> How much time we got? Uh, we're at about 50 minutes, so. Oh. We're, for, we're at 48 up. minutes. Probably my favorite thing about reading about this, this, uh, these people. I'll call them people. They're mm-hmm. people. Close enough. I agree. They were, I would, I would. Is that. I'd nobody, be real surprised if they didn't have language. Nobody yeah. agrees about anything. <laughs> they can't even it's agree awesome. on pronunciation. They'll they uh they agree that these are the bones. They agree on where the bones came from. Neander Valley, and that's about it. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Which is amazing that they there's so little agreement on mm-hmm. anything about this about Neanderthals. It's it's amazing. <laughs> it's like oh well, this is heavily debated. This isn't isn't yeah. Like nothing's agreed upon. It's it's quite incredible. Yeah, like we- oh, I think they look like angry gorilla things. <laughs> Or no, they looked exactly like people. With a, with a slight brow ridge, yeah. Uh, one thing that I remember from uh, college as being fairly well settled is that they, you look at their skulls and their occipital bone is humongous. Like they have a longer skull than us, which implies that they maybe had super good eyesight, which is kind of cool. Because if they had like an expanded occipital lobe, that's what it does. I remember one of the things that they were arguing about as regards uh, the vocalization. They're like, they probably did have language, but uh, the, what do you call it? The larynx wasn't developed the same way ours was. So they wouldn't sound like you would think a caveman. No, they would have a higher pitch. Yes, I remember that too. (laughs) They'd be like, they'd be like Mrs. Doubtfire with the pie in her face. Exactly. Hello, from the Neanderthal. None of these artists' reconstructions have them with feathers, though, which I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I know. I think that the scientists have proven pretty conclusively that uh, that Neanderthals did have feathers. Yeah, this one should be covered in feathers, That's I think. Yeah, I mean, Jurassic Park really, excuse me. Um, they missed the, they missed the, missed the boat on that early, one. Feathers. Early Holocene Park. Pleistocene, <laughs> Pleistocene Park. <laughs> that joke could have been better if I had nailed the landing the first time. Pleistocene Park really, really ruined what we think of as uh, early hominins. Yeah, so what they looked like, what they did, why they went away. No mm-hmm. one agrees. Yeah, I remember there was like some people who thought that we just they just became us because we bred so closely with them, but then the DNA evidence doesn't back that up. Yeah, because you think there'd be more, right? Yeah, did we outcompete the them? Maybe not, because we didn't seem to often share the same spaces. Or maybe uh, we just murdered them all in like yeah, a year. We totally, no one talked about it afterwards. We totally could have done that. 
or it could have been bacterial the way that we did with all of the Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, hey, we don't have any of your fucking antibodies. Oh, now we're all dead. They just all, they got all of our STDs from fucking our sweet dudes. <laughs> so according to all the, the recent genetic testing that everybody's doing lately, that a lot of non-Africans include portions of Neanderthal origin. They're you yeah. know, somewhere between 1% to 2.1%. And if anybody's worried about that, just remember that roughly 5% of your genome is retroviruses that your ancestors picked up. So, and most of it's junk anyway. It's true, although that junk may have a regulatory purpose. We're not sure yet, but yeah, yeah, and that we probably share a pretty significant portion of our genome with them anyway. Yeah, you'd never be able to tell the difference. So. Right, right. Yeah. Like the there, uh, I remember Up to the fifth maybe. Like there, there's probably still a same. debate going as to whether they're Homo neanderthalensis or Homo sapiens neanderthalensis, and we're Homo sapiens sapiens. That's probably yeah. still happening. Yeah, and I imagine this is going to be argued forever. Probably, until we find one frozen and then unfreeze him, and then he goes to law school. And he or becomes I'm digging, well, I'm digging a pool in my backyard, so I'm really crossing my fingers I dig one up. See, that could have been more historically accurate. I would love to see that movie remade, of course, with Brendan Fraser, where he speaks in falsetto and has feathers. Yeah. <laughs> And they have to rewrite the book on Neanderthal Man. <laughs> but he still does that sweet two-wheel drive in the car. Like, you can't cut that scene out. And he learns Spanish. And he learns to wheeze the juice. Oh. Man, I, that's... See, the, the problem when we... We rewatched that we together, wa- right? We watched that in uh, Oregon when we, we were... did, that's right. At the Airbnb for Alex's wedding. We did. That Sean Astin was just a giant tool the whole time. Yes, Sean Astin was a piece of shit in that movie. And the Wheeze was the voice of reason he the was. entire time. The, yeah, Pauly Shore was actually the character who was saying all of the good stuff. Yeah, Pauly Shore was the conscience of the movie. Like, he, really, hey, he was the heart of the film. Hey, buddy, maybe don't be a dick to our caveman, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're, yeah, he's 100% right. Don't treat Brendan Fraser caveman that way. Don't treat Is Brendan it, Fraser uh, that way fucking sam aren't most of the people i was gonna say aren't most of the characters that uh sean astin plays dicks um with the exception of him in the goonies and him in fucking lord of the rings all the rest of them he's just like some douchebag yeah rudy was Uh, a rudy little bitch yeah yeah skulls (laughs) that punk bitch uh wasn't he a dick in that adam sandler movie yes he was he was a buff dick though he was pretty uh, shredded in 51st dates well, maybe, but also that doesn't help hurt that you have, like, a mesh tank top on. That's You're going to look pretty shredded in that anyway. And he, he had just gotten off Lord of the Rings, so I bet he was like, oh, i got to lose this fucking Hobbit weight. I can't do this <laughs> Let's Let's see his filmography. Let's see. He's Goonies. Packing, <laughs> packing around all that 11sies. On the other hand, he probably has sweet-ass legs, much like the uh, Beast of Bray Road. Mm-hmm. He's okay. walking all over fucking Middle Earth and shit. So, I mean, was he not a dick in the Goonies? He did make out with his brother's girlfriend. That wasn't his fault. That's true. It wasn't. Um, uh, what else? He was he he was Harrison Bergeron in a movie adaptation of the uh, Kurt Vonnegut story of the same name. <laughs> which, if you've not read that, it is an over-the-top parody of uh, basically objectivism. Oh, good. So it's the anti-Ayn Rand. Yeah, but people who read it often don't get the satire, and they're just like, yeah, this is fucking great. Harrison Bergeron's badass. But Harrison Bergeron is like a guy who broke free from the hyper-regulatory government who makes everybody suck because nobody can be better than anybody. But Harrison Bergeron is like a seven-foot 
tall, gleaming black dude with a three-foot penis who's, like, got the IQ of a god. It's just fucking ridiculous. So not unlike the thing where it's like, oh, man, Captain America, we got to fight against the Nazis. They want to make a race of super beings. Let's give you a lot of drugs Mm -hmm. to make you a super being. Let's see. He's in a whole bunch of movies nobody's ever heard of. He was in Asterix and the Vikings. He did a voice. Asterix? He did Shazam and Justice League War, and in that, Shazam was kind of a douche. I've seen that one. (laughs) So now he just does voice acting is what I'm hearing. He does some of it. Yeah, there are some voice roles here. He's done Shazam a couple of times. Uh He's not a bad actor. He needs better roles than this. He's, he seems like he's still cool talking movie. about Sean Astin. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. War of the Roses, Staying Together, Toy Soldiers, The Willies. Oh. oh he was in. Uh, oh, I think I do remember The Willies. Wasn't that a shitty '80s horror movie? 1991 comedy horror anthology. That's what I thought. Directed by Holy Scuzz shit. from Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> Alrighty then. At about an hour now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say we need to conclude the Sean Aston cast. <laughs> the Sean Sean Aston casting. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't like that at all. I didn't think you would. That's kind of why I said it. I mean, you had to give me uh, Uma Thurmate a couple of weeks ago, so you couldn't argue with the quality <laughs> of that one. All right, uh, I guess that's it for us this week. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, we, we we took you on a bit of a that roller coaster. That was a good one. Thanks, guys. That one was all over the place. Yeah. It's like normal. Yeah. Like our last two were actually fairly focused for us. Yeah. Not this episode. Nope, that's how I roll. That's how we do. That's because our Adderall's Dr. rolling off. Island of Dr. Moreau. Check it out. <laughs> go watch some Sean Astin movies. And then go snort some Adderall. Will, you both will and won't be disappointed. Yes. Yeah, Encino Man, pretty good. It's all right. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, do stuff to make us successful. Help us out, because we do this and uh, don't know how to self-promote other than to ask you to do it for us. So (laughs) we will see you uh, next week. Bye. Bye. Oh, fuck, the song ended.